Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? We've got a lot to talk about today. We've got Aaron Rodgers throwing to who? Who's the number one wide receiver in Green Bay? Is there even a wide receiver one in Green Bay? Is it maybe Aaron Jones? We're talking more Camaro. We'll, we'll try not to, to beat a dead horse too much on the Camaro stuff because we have a, a full breaking news show right before this one this morning. But we'll break down all this news you see on your screen, then take phone calls, answer voicemails. Let's go. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. So to address what we're talking about here on the graphic and to get this part out of the way because everybody's probably wondering, well, who's the number one wide receiver? Look, no one knows. No one knows. Aaron Jones could be the number one wide receiver. He certainly has the most rapport with Aaron Rodgers and and should be the number one wide receiver in terms of you know pulling and passes. He could catch 80, 90 balls. We don't know how they're going to use him. We had a report yesterday that came out and said that, that Aaron Jones is the the one, uh, here it is, right here, the 1A and uh, A.J. Dillon's the 1A. It's not even the 1A and 1B. So you got to wonder, you got to wonder, is there going to be such a, a running back by committee here that Aaron Jones can't be what we all want him to be? And so Aaron Jones, to me, is a, is a concerning, you know, 12 to 15 overall pick. A lot of concern, a lot of red flags go into Aaron Jones's value at 12 to 15. I think we've let him climb too high, to be honest. I'm not saying he can't do it. It's like we always talk about the roulette wheel. If Aaron Aaron Jones is a roulette wheel, how many of the the spots are a red X, and how many of how how many are a a check mark? And you spin the wheel, and there's a lot of red X's at twelve to fourteen overall value. In my opinion, doesn't mean he won't land. Doesn't mean I don't like him. Doesn't mean your odds are horrible of getting twelve to fifteen overall value. But at some point, you got to ask yourself. Are there safer players than Aaron Jones at 12 to 15 overall? He's climbing just a little high. What's up, Axe? What's going on, Henry? What's up, Meet the Woo, Joel? Uh, East Coast Taddy, Kenny in the house. Appreciate everybody being here first in the building with Blackbeard, Evan, Matt, Smitty 80, Bella. Uh, check yourself, Double A, Mark, and Michael K, CPA, and Kenny, and Jacob, and Matt, and so on and so on. I appreciate you all being here. Um, who's the number one wide receiver? It's going to be. A man by the name of Dobbs, okay, and I and I understand that he's a rookie. I understand he's not even the rookie, but Dobbs is potentially the number one option for Aaron Rodgers right out of the gate. And Aaron Rodgers said this on Dobbs, which I think is very uh, let's let's pull this up right here, very very encouraging when you start talking about like what Aaron Rodgers expects out of a wide receiver. Romeo Dobbs has been looking good, lighting up camp, lighting up the preseason, catching footballs in the end zone, making plays, jump ball jump ball plays, looking like a dominating person. And Aaron Rodgers said yesterday uh, that the standard for Romeo Dobbs is not going to be the standard for normal rookie for a normal rookie we've had here in the past. Meaning in my opinion, this guy is going to get fast-tracked. This guy is going to be the guy that comes in and ends up dropping 
more fire than anybody ever expected. I know it should be Watson. It should be Watson. I know some of you that drafted Watson as the fifth or sixth or seventh wide or fifth or sixth or seventh overall player in your fantasy draft aren't going to want to hear that. You're going to come in here defending Watson. People that own Watson already will say Watson. The answer is not Watson, in my opinion. The answer is Romeo Dobbs. I think Dobbs will be catching dubs for people in fantasy football. I think Dobbs is probably the safest wide receiver in the entire water, even over Lazard, over Watson. If I'm drafting a wide receiver, it is Dobbs because Aaron Rodgers seems to have taken to this guy. And the fact that he's been making plays in practice, camp, and preseason, it's nonstop with him. We've heard nothing but he's outshining everybody. And then when we physically see the man come out and look like fire, it makes a very a very easy call for me. And better call Saul dropping a, a $27 holler. Better call. Better call Saul. Appreciate you, good buddy, good pal, good boy. Look at this. Look at this. Call Saul. I did end up seeing that final episode of Better Call Saul, by the way. Uh, please consider this my YouTube sub for the year. I can't sub through the link from Ontario. Super Chat is the only way I can support the channel. Smitty to the moon. And don't forget to wipe your feet. Thank you, Call Saul. I appreciate you, my good sir, my good man. Better Call Saul. Anybody needs anybody? At any time, any moment, anybody needs a thing. This guy can get it for you, I think. This is Better Call Saul. Uh, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Um, So, in a nutshell, you need a wide receiver 3-4. I don't know that you got to pay 3-4 wide receiver value. I don't think you have to even pay wide receiver 3 value. But he'll, he could be your wide receiver 3. Especially in a strategy where you ignore your wide receiver 3 and you want to build it in cheap fashion. Romeo Dubs. Romeo Dobbs, Dobbs for the dub. Let let the guy let's just, let's send him to the moon already. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He's not on the moon men list. I'm not saying he's anointed uh, an official Martian or uh, a, a moon resident. I'm saying that this guy's on his way. He's on a shuttle. Whether it lands on the moon or not, I don't know. We can send people to the moon all all we want. Landing on it, landing on the moon, becoming a moon man is up to them. But Romeo Dobbs is absolutely a fantastic option, and I know you're going to say, hey, Smitty, but Smitty, Aaron Rodgers typically doesn't rush wide receivers along, Smitty, he just doesn't do it, he just doesn't do it, Derek got him off waivers, nice job, Derek, this is not that situation, though, you know, we can't use the past and say, I mean, wide receivers take a while, Aaron Rodgers is going to take a while again. He, he's always had Jordy, and he's always had Devontae Adams and players like that in his wide receiver room. His wide receiver room is officially different than it's ever been or looked before. And so he's going to be rushed and, and have to fast track somebody. And Romeo Dubs is that fast track, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, and make him my, my, official, my official top wide receiver in Green Bay already. Just been Smitty approved. So that's that piece of news, and that was the top uh, 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 thing I wanted to talk about. This Alvin Kamara. Let's hit the Alvin Kamara stuff real quick. Look, this this video. If this video leaks, and it may have leaked as we speak, uh, it's it's over for him. He this season at least. He's off the field. He's raptured from the NFL. 
He's put on the exemplist, paid or unpaid. Who knows what the NFL does if the video actually leaks? This the the whole thing, the whole the whole narrative by like Schefter and Rappaport and everybody that that pushed this out, saying, "Hey, you know, it, it, the odds of a suspension this year are unlikely because the hearing got pushed forward, and that means the trial most likely couldn't conclude before the NFL season ended. So the trial is going to conclude after the NFL Super Bowl." Um, I get, I get that that's what someone wants to, how someone wants to look at this. I, I, I understand, but what people don't, I think, in, in, factor in is that if if a trial even begins at all, the NFL is going to be in bad light, and I don't believe even if a trial begins at all during the season, and Busby, Tony Busby, who represented the Deshaun Watson victims that settled with Deshaun Watson, the twenty plus people, this guy's taking the case. He's taking the case, and if you think he's not going to be pushing for speedy and 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 fast trials and 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 hearings and calling for this and calling for that and and making a splash, this is the NFL's worst nightmare: is to have Tony Busby take this case. Tony Busby's taking the case of the alleged victim involving the Alvin Kamara assault, and that means that we're going to see a very very rapid unfolding of this thing. Tony Busby's already calling for immediate action by the NFL. Tony Busby is already get getting witnesses and trying to have people come forward with testimony, a witness like he's drumming up a lot of of stuff. So this is not over. I've said this for weeks and, and I know people didn't want to listen to me. But but and and I don't know for sure I don't know for sure if Kamara's even gonna miss a game. No one knows. No one can know for certain. But he's not worth a 2.1 or a 1.10 or a 2.2 pick when there are safer options on the board because this guy could get ripped from you mid-season and not even return. Or let's say the the video doesn't leak. Nothing crazy actually changes uh, course or anything in the middle of the year. And then a trial starts in week 12. Then a fellow will say, look, we are waiting like Schefter and Rappaport are saying. We will wait to 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 dish out punishment. However, punishment isn't putting you on paid leave so you can go take care of this. We don't want you on the on the field on the weekends and in the court during the week. The spotlight of this thing, this brutal beating that took place. What is that? How does that make us look? If we're going to send you on the field and let you go to court, send you on the field and let this get drawn out even more so in the public eye. So it, the 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 trial starting at all is an issue. And this whole idea that it's going to get settled out of court, it's all about money. People don't know what they're talking about. This is a criminal situation. The the civil lawsuits already being looked at being filed. That's what you're talking about when you reference settled for money, it'll be settled out of court. The the criminal aspect of this would have to be a plea deal, and any plea deal that gets done will be to avoid jail time. That's what kind of plea deal happens in a brutal assault situation. There's no pleading for money in a criminal side of this. There's only there's only settling in the civil side, which is a whole nother trial, which is a whole nother thing that's being filed by Busby. So there will be now two trials and two situations, and one of them, like Deshaun Watson's, will be all civil. He'll have the criminal and the civil side now. You think the NFL wants that on the field? You think the NFL wants that in the spotlight? So my question to you is, why do you believe drafting Alvin Kamara at the top of round two is safe? Don't do it. 
There are safer options. Javante Williams all day long. ETN in the third round is a steal over Alvin Kamara. So move on from Alvin Kamara. I'll have more. I'll have more. Yeah, likely looks good. Likely's a likely's going to be on the waiver wire show refresh coming up here. Let me just tell you that. Kyle Pitts caught his lone target for 52 yards in the Falcons' second preseason game. Kyle Pitts is looking good. Ritter is a, an actually a decent option. The passing attack won't be amazing in, in Atlanta, but it's going to be sufficient enough to move the football down the field, I believe. So I think uh, I think Kyle Pitts is, is a really, 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 really good fourth-round pick this year. A win-a-league fourth-round pick. A win-a-league fourth-round pick. And, and, and I recommend you guys snagging them up. Here's the Camara news. So, uh, Saints, this is from two days ago from from uh, Florio. Saints running back. This is not old. This is not that old clip they were playing for a while. This is new. Saints running back Alvin Kamara is bracing for an eventual six-game suspension. More immediately, a lawsuit. A lawsuit being, everyone's going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, going to court. No, no, no. A lawsuit. A lawsuit by Busby on behalf of the victim, the alleged victim, who's going to take him to civil court on top of the criminal tr- charges that, that, that are being looked at. So it, it's all it's all extra. This is different. This is an additional layer to this thing. And and, and right here, uh, Busby also said for the Alvin Kamara, and then we'll put the Alvin Kamara stuff to rest here for a, the moment. Um, currently, the authorities in Las Vegas are considering charges against Kamara and the others who took part in the brutal beating the Bus- Busby law firm is actively collecting information regarding the assault. Camara uh, is ready, already facing felony battery charges. The attack on Mr. Green was unprovoked and extremely violent, says Busby. We call on the appropriate authorities to exact swift punishment against all parties involved in the attack, and we encourage the NFL to take immediate action. Busby's jumping on this thing so quick, making a big splash. And this is the the last thing the NFL wanted. And now there's a big, huge spotlight on the NFL, Alvin Kamara, and the Saints. And I think this drums up a whole lot more uh, stuff to come down down and, and become a you know stuff stuff we're talking about on a almost weekly or daily basis. So get ready. Um, this super chat by Ken. Ken, appreciate you. And, and call Saul. Appreciate you again. In a slow draft, standard 10-team uh, pick one, I'm at the 2021 turn, and Swift, Williams, Barkley, Andrews, and Chase are still on the board. What? 20, so you're in a 10-man league, and Swift, Javante, Barkley, Andrews, and Chase are all on the board? Uh, take Jamar Chase and, and Javante Williams and deploy my favorite draft strategy, bro. Have you not seen my video? Go watch the video with Burrow and Chase on the thumbnail. It's my favorite draft strategy. You're going to be able to deploy it from the one pick, bro, which is unheard of. So you get JT. You get, uh, oh my God. You're going to get it with JT. You're going to get JT, Jamar Chase, Javante Williams, and Joe Burrow in round six. Way to dominate your local, you know, nursing home. It's got to be a nursing home league, bro. Unbelievable. Congratulations, Kent. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, here's uh, here's uh, Brees Hall rushed four times for one yard in the Jets' second preseason game. Look, this guy ripped off like a 70-something yard 
run in practice, looking phenomenal, looking fast. People don't remember that he's got 439 speed. He's a 439 bruising running back. 439. So quick. So quick. No one can catch him when he when he breaks off a long run. And and, and so my, my thinking would be this, bro. Uh my thinking would be this. His ADP drops a little bit. His ADP probably cements more in round four than it does in round three. Coming off two so, or not so-so preseason games. Coming off, like, literally, what is it? Four times. He's had, like, ten carries for probably, like, ten yards or less in the preseason. What is preseason? I'm not worried about it. The carries, you look at the look at the, the video and, and you can come to a conclusion yourself that you don't have to worry about these particular carries. It, nothing. It's nothing burger. And, and I and I love the fact that his value is dropping. I love the fact that his value is dropping. His value is tanking. People are going to freak out. Um, and it's absolutely phenomenal news when you get a guy like Brees Hall where you shouldn't be getting a guy like Brees Hall. Plain and simple. Okay? Plain and simple. It's Brees Hall season. Get excited. Get ready. And scoop him up every chance you get at this steel territory that is the fourth round. Even Brees Hall in round three is potentially win a league capable. That's the crazy part. You can actually win your league getting Brees Hall in round three. But you're not getting him in round four because of news like this and people having knee-jerk reactions and overreactions. Thank you, Paul, for the super chat. Has Brees stock gone down? Absolutely, and you need to take advantage of it. it hasn't gone down in reality. It's gone down perception-wise. Perception is reality. Take advantage of it. Brees Hall round four wins you a league. Brees Hall round three could win you a league. Gus the bus, we talked about this all offseason long. Don't even consider him being available for you. Guys on the PUP coming off the ACL means he's going to miss at least the first four games of the season. Don't even consider Gus the bus an option whatsoever. And J.K. Dobbins, everybody thinking he's going to have some big year. This guy has yet to take part in Full team 11-on-11 drills. Does this not scream something to you? If you think J.K. Dobbins is going to come out firing this year, you own him already. Congratulations. Hey, J.K. Dobbins owner. Hi. Glad you could join us today. I understand you're defensive. I understand you want to support your guy. I get it. I'm not not mad at that. I understand that. But this smells exactly like the situation of Saquon Barkley. He's not ready. He's not ready. I, I I I know you want him to be. Tyler the Beatty Batty is probably the only option for the Ravens right now at the running back position. He should be scooped up in every league. Tyler Beatty needs to be owned in every single league. Do not trust J.K. Dobbins with your, your running back two spot all year. And he's going that high. I've seen people take him around four. I didn't even understand it. Brees Hall, we just talked about it. Brees Hall, ETN are actually right around where J.K. Dobbins sometimes gets taken. So grab him. Brees Hall next year, not this year. Thank you for your service, GDLT. I do appreciate your perspective. I don't, I don't, uh, it's fine. Different perspectives rock. But you have a big part in why we're getting... Brees Hall round four. So we salute you. You to the moon. To the moon. Appreciate that. Everybody's got their part. Everybody's got their part. Jake says subscribe subscribe and throw a thumbs up in the algorithm's face. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate you. Uh, Next, we got a lot of news today. 
Uh, voicemails I'm going to next, so get those voicemails loaded. Josh Palmer is, this guy's a sleeper, okay? This guy's a sleeper. He's in line for an expanded role already. He is playing behind two very injury-prone and disappointing capable wide receivers. Don't take that offensively if you're a Keenan Allen owner, but he's got injury concern. He always does. Mike Williams has injury concern and disappointment concern. I love Mike Williams, but he's climbed too high. I'm kind of not as excited about Mike Williams as I was because now you got to draft Mike Williams in like the fourth round, and I'm just not about that. Some people draft him in round three. I love Mike Williams. I felt like I was conducting the train when round five seemed high. And everyone's like, Mike Williams in round five. I don't like, now everybody loves Mike Williams. Um, but this kid right here is a real opportunity because this offense is potent. It's going to deliver no matter what. If one of the top wide receiver options go down or not, he's going to be involved. But if they go down, he's going to be even more involved. Joshua Palmer needs to be grabbed immediately. James Conklin says, Smitty, trade calculator unmatched. Just looked up Olave versus Dobbs. Let's go. Get on your horse. Get on your horse. Go. 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 Get Dobbs. Get Dobbs immediately. Uh, James, I appreciate you being a, a loyal member of the Fantasy Football Show. Um, this this news right here, this is this is this is this is like a kick to the nads. J.C. Jackson out two to four weeks after having ankle surgery. This is a bummer. I mean, J.C. Jackson was going to really help this defense out, which is going to help uh, keep Herbert in good field position. But it's not like a a big deal. Like it's it, it sucks. I wanted to see this defense firing on all cylinders. Um, so the defense will be just a, a smidge, a smidge lesser, but that's okay. I mean, Herbert will just throw more, but but I'm just saying I, I'm bummed because I really wanted to see this thing come together the way it's been looking all offseason, but J.C. Jackson will be out, uh, missed two to four weeks, so uh, hopefully he's back sooner versus later, but not, not a great thing. This is an interesting one because I still like Eli Mitchell at the right value, like Late round five, top of round six, cuff him to Ty Davis Price. Maybe I mean you may you may think I'm crazy here, and you may say Smitty, you can't you can't cuff three guys uh, from one running back room and from the Niners. You can't cuff all three Niner running backs. Uh, yes, you can. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. I can do whatever I want. Um, Brian in here can do whatever he wants. Daddy B Gaming can do whatever he wants. J Mac can do whatever he wants. Who dat Matt? You guys can all do whatever you want. You live in a free country. If you want to cuff Elijah Mitchell and Ty Davis Price and Jordan Mason together, you can. You have to have a big bench, of course. You can't do that with five bench spots. I mean, come on, who who's going to do that? But Elijah Mitchell or whoever's starting for the Niners, and they do rotate due to injury, but I don't know that they want to rotate at all if Mitchell's healthy. And if Mitchell's not healthy, I don't think they want to rotate during games. It's more so, let's put Ty Davis-Price out there and let him rumble. And if Ty Davis-Price gets banged up, let's put Jordan Mason out there and let him rumble. Three or four games straight, whatever. That's the way Shanahan rotates. It's a very strategic like commitment of rotating. It's, he's committed to a player and rolls him out there. So that's why owning all three is really important. And I think that if you want to own the the Niner backfield properly, you gotta you gotta prepare for it. You can't just come in and say I got small benches. I'll take Eli Mitchell. Can't back him up. You like it, Smitty? No, I don't like that. I like I like drafting Eli Mitchell with the proper backup and support of the of the handcuffs. You can't do it. You can't do it. You have small benches. 
So be it. You have big benches. Guess what? Cut one of your wide receiver four or fives and roll roll with uh, your your you know one or two backup wide receivers. Cut your backup tight end if you think the the tight end pool will be deep enough. You get likely a little bit later as your backup tight end. And in who even who even knows, you know who even knows how much, you know this 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 kid, Mason or Ty Davis Price can can you know climb. So if Eli Mitchell, who is expected to play Week One, doesn't play Week One, we don't know if it's Ty Davis Price or or Jordan Mason or Sermon. Probably not going to be Sermon. Wouldn't be shocked if Sermon was cut. He looked awful in the preseason. It's Eli Mitchell and TDP, Ty Davis Price, and Jordan Mason. That is the 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 pecking order as of right now. And any one of them is a top 10 to 12 running back in the system. So I ask you, why are you not more interested in this as your late running back two in a strategy where you wait on drafting a running back. Why not utilize the advantage of cuffing all of this together from like week from from rounds potentially 6.2, 6.5 overall on back? Like you're not spending a single pick earlier than round six or late five, and then your cuffs are very late, double digit rounds, and you're securing yourself maybe top 10 to 12 value. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, but Mitchell could be questionable for week one. So know that right now it looks like he's set to play, but we don't know. We don't know. It's not good. It's not a good look right now. Dontrell Hilliard appears to be the backup in Tennessee. We thought maybe it'd be this Haskins kid. It still could, but right now it looks clear as day that the second best running back is Dontrell Hilliard. And I really like Hilliard. I think he's got a, a strong skill set. And if something happened to Henry, and you guys know my stance on Henry, I think Henry's got a tall, it's a tall order for Henry to stay healthy all year. They're going to be feeding him like normal, 27, 28 carries a game. This guy's got, a, a, I believe, still a plate in his foot. We don't know if they took that out or not. Uh, and, and mileage that breaks any running back. So definitely feel like, uh, you know, Hilliard is, is, is a must-cuff for anybody that does own your boy. Um, Der- Derrick Henry. Jake says, stop hating on King Henry Smitty. Rant incoming. Uh, maximum levels reached. Um, no, I'm not going to rant on Henry. We-, we do enough of that, but, you know, believing in him is, it just, it just means you're nostalgic for him or you already own him. Like, be honest, Jake. How many shares do you have already? Appreciate the super chat, Jake. But be honest, how many shares do you already have on him? People sleeping on Winston, too. I don't know about that, bro. I think Winston might be sleeping while he's practicing and doing drills. And this guy's always looking like such a mess when he's out there doing drills and talking. You know, even when he's motivating and he's in a huddle and he's like, All right, guys, eating W's, uh, dancing. And, and I like the fun the fun version of Winston. Don't get me wrong. I, I absolutely love watching this guy dance and motivate. It, it, it entertains me. But from a leadership perspective and from a perspective of can I envision this guy leading this team to win after win after win? The honest the honest truth is I can't. I don't know that he stays healthy. I don't think anybody's sleeping on him. I think he could produce good numbers for as long as he's on the field, but what guarantee do we have Winston to stand on the field long at all? You know what I mean? I, I just I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I can't get behind it. Not yet. Derek Lincoln, would you drop Dobbs or Brian Robinson for TDP? Um, 
No, I try and find a way to to hold all three. I know you. I know you probably can't, but I I can't. I can't get myself to tell you to drop any one of these guys. They're all so very close. I suppose if you're stacked at wide receiver, you never envision even using do, uh, Dubs or uh, Dobbs. Um, I keep wanting to call him Dubs. Dobbs for the dub. It, it's such a got such a good ring to it. Dobbs for Dobbs for the dub. You know, I could just see it right now, catching a touchdown pass, a jump ball pass over everybody. Aaron Rodgers to Dobbs. Dobbs for the dub. Touchdown. Let's go. I could see it right now. But if you're never if you're not gonna use Dobbs, the running backs are more important, I think. But you're not gonna get me to say it, Derek. I can't tell you to drop Dobbs. I just did a segment on him. You know what I'm saying? I just did a segment on him, bro. Um, who dat? Says are you gonna answer my super chat? Sure, surely, bro. I didn't mean I didn't mean to skip it. One second, let me find it. Who, who that? Thank you, pal. What round would you take Palmer? Put him at flex. Uh, I don't know what round. You almost have to use that pre rank because his value is climbing. So we don't really have a good indication of where Palmer's going. Could be like 10, 11, 12. Does anybody have a good sense of where Paul Jordan Palmer, um, or Josh Palmer is going? The wide receiver for the Chargers. Does anybody have a, a recent draft where they know where you went? I, I want to say it's going to be like 10, 11, 12. But, but we don't really know for certain. You kind of got to use your pre-rank uh, list to your advantage. You know, if you start seeing him climb up, you got to attack him. I, I wouldn't take him at a set ADP. I'd take him where the pre-rank appears to let you steal him away. So I could give you a number, but it might not be accurate. And you might be able to steal him away a lot, a lot better. NFL Network uh, doing panic panic room segment uh i haven't seen that that's interesting the panic a panic room panic chamber segment doesn't surprise me doesn't surprise me ron a lot of people are going to do a lot of things we do over here uh was on the stream talking ff years ago he was a goofy uh you talking about uh uh winston winston Palmer on waivers in my league, says Max. So, you know, it could be like 12, 13, 14 round range, bro. Palmer Palmer just goes all over the place. D-Town says copycats. A lot of people copy what we're doing here at the Fantasy Football Show, and that's okay. Because you know what? We're still going to blow them out of the water. Blow up that button. Hit the like button, says Jake. Appreciate you, Jake. Okay, uh, let's get to the rest of the news. Panic room. Panic room. We we got the panic chamber, baby. And guess who else we got? Panic chamber. Panic chamber. We we're the only ones doing the original OG panic chamber. But guess what? We also have we also have this right here. We're getting given we're giving away this red beast hoodie on behalf of my people at Grindhouse. So let's let's give let's give a round of applause for the Grindhouse people. And and second, let's give away this hoodie. Okay, let's give away this hoodie. Let's say the first person. No, I'm going to put a post up on Instagram where you're going to have to add a couple people and then the best comment, the best prediction. My favorite prediction in the in the comments of the post. So get ready for that post later today or tomorrow. We'll be giving away this beast, the beast red hoodie. On, on behalf of my people at Grindhouse, who who sponsor every single Panic Chamber episode, 
All right, uh, Damian Harris, we'll get to that. I got a super chat here by Jedi. Jedi says, if if you could eat one Pokemon, which one would you... I, I don't even... Bro, I don't even know what one Pokemon character is named. So I couldn't even begin. I couldn't even begin. But I do appreciate your super chat, and I do appreciate you, but I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I focus on football... But I, I'm, I'm curious to know what your answer is, uh, Jedi. What is your answer? By the way, I didn't wear the Top Gun stash today because I'm still watching Top Gun. But I think tomorrow I'm coming in with the stash after I finish the movie. Halfway through it, one of the best movies so far I've seen all year and the past couple of years. Love Top Gun is everything that I dreamed it would be. Top Gun Maverick is phenomenal. I recommend it. It's, it's a great movie. I'm going to wear my stash tomorrow, I think. Uh, but Tatted, thank you for that super chat. Good buddy. I don't know anything about Pokemon, bro. Nothing. Nothing. I don't know who the sleepers are. I don't know who the the busts are on the rise, on the decline. No idea. No idea, bro. Uh, Patriots coach Bill Belichick said that the running backs, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, could be used on all three downs, and the the team has a plan accordingly for that. These guys are monsters. We also have... Uh, DJ Meat Missile, two months as a YouTube exclusive member, dropping his question and appreciate you, D- DJ, being a loyal exclusive member for, for as long as you have. If anybody would like to be a YouTube exclusive member, I'm dropping the link in the chat right now. I'm going to pin it and I would appreciate it if you would give it a look because you get those emojis, you get that special one-on-one exclusivity uh, to, to, the, to the Start Bench chat that we'll have once a week. Nobody else will be able to ask questions but you. 235 in the building, only 90, 93 thumbs up. So guys, punch that, that up button if you could. Hit that thumbs up. Uh, DJ Meat Missile says, two, would you drop Madison for Dobbs or Brian Robinson? Ah, uh, I mean, if you own Cook, no. Uh, thank you, um, kid. Appreciate you. If you own Cook, no. But I would strongly consider B. Robinson over all three of them if push came to shove. But I don't like the idea of of dropping anybody, bro. You know, Dobbs needs to be on. Robinson needs to be on. Madison needs to be on. I, I, I'd love to know if you have a... I'd almost drop my kicker and just wait as long as possible and then pick up another kicker versus having to make that decision. You know what I'm saying, Meat Missile? You know what I'm saying, bro? As for the Ramondre Stevenson news and da- Damian Harris, I think... I think I think Ramondre Stevenson is headed to potentially the moon, and I think Ramondre Stevenson could win leagues if he gets a hold of of the starting job, which is very very possible. Um, so definitely definitely get your Ramondre Stevenson shares. Um, Hoovy's been a loyal member for three months. Hoovy to the moon. Appreciate you being a loyal YouTube exclusive member for three months, bro. Uh, Hoovy Hoovy's celebrating three months. Give him a round of applause there. Um, Camara, like that like button, says Hoovy. Look, Hoovy's not even wasting, you know, time asking a question for himself. It's a comment directing people to hit the like button for the show. That's how you do it, Hoovy. Hoovy, appreciate you so much. And if anybody wants to become a YouTube exclusive member, link is pinned in the in the live chat. And you get uh, you get the you can do the nine ninety nine and get the Zoom calls, which is phenomenal. Two fifty in the building, one hundred eight likes. Punch the thumb up button. I have both Waddle and Hill. Any trade advice? Um, I, I mean, go after Brees Hall. Go after ETN. Try and swap 
you know, waddle out or Hill, but preferably waddle. I, I like Hill more for this year, but I do like both of them, and there are some running back options you can go get. You can also cu- couple one together. Oh, I'm sorry, for, for Dynasty. Keep Waddle, try and trade Hill, but I wouldn't be opposed to keeping Hill because Waddle can get you more. I mean, Hill should have one to two years left, right? It's a long time. I, I worry about his hamstrings and everything, but I definitely say go after ETN, go after Hall. You'll probably have a better chance using Waddle. Try and get Javante somehow using Waddle or Hill in an additional first rounder. I would give up a first rounder, Waddle, and some to get, you know, something like that. I would give up Waddle for ETN in a heartbeat, and that's probably not that crazy of a move in a dynasty. It really probably isn't. Waddle's got a lot of dynasty appeal. So, I don't know. I, I guess I would explore it, Kyle. I would. Uh, let's hit the uh, phone lines and let's answer some of the voicemails. Let's go. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. Okay, um, Caleb, appreciate, appreciate that that older super chat. Um, AJ Dillon news. We can take some of this off the screen. And we can go ahead and uh, clear all this out. We'll leave this Camaro news up here because I think it is relevant to talk about. Um, Jim. Hey, Smitty. This coming Friday, I have a 12-team redraft full PPR league, and uh, I have the 12th pick. And I'm thinking about doing the Swift-Javante pairing at the 1-2 turn there. But what if Jamar Chase is available? Obviously, I'm going to take him at the 11 pick, but who would you take between Swift and Javante if I go that route? Uh, somebody asked that question earlier. Exact situation. They had JT, and they still had a 10-man league with the grandmas. Uh, uh JT at one, and then at twenty and twenty-one, Javante and Swift and Chase and all those guys were there. So I don't know how, but give me give me Jamar Chase and Javante all day long. That's my that's my favorite. You get you get Javante and Chase at any kind of turn, whether it's the top of round two or in in the in the guy's case where he was blasting people at the bottom of the two three turn. It's a home run. It's a home run at 12 and 13. You know, so I would take Chase and Javante. Go ahead and get Joe Burrow later and have my tripod favorite stack of, of the season. Uh, this this is from uh, this is from Jeremy. Why is everyone just writing off Michael Carter? Um, I don't think people are writing him off as, as much as like the draft capital, the investment, the, the desire to have Hall as a starter. The fact that he had the uh, top five combine in the history of of the combine, bro. Thank you, Nero. Appreciate you. I mean, what do you, what do you really expect, Jeremy? Though, when um, and let me put your super chat back on. What do you what do you expect when a guy gets drafted that has the top five combine in in running back history and has four three nine speed and has film that pops and he's like the best prospect of the entire NFL draft class? You know what I mean, like. Of course, we're going to write off Michael Carter to an extent, Jeremy. But I think to your point, maybe Michael Carter still has some sleeper capability and the decreased value is good for you if you believe in him. You know what I mean? So just scoop him up wherever you wherever you can. Any league where Chase is there at 11, you want in. Look, the guy before had Chase available at the, at the uh, bottom of two. <laughs> What's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to and where are you calling from? Hey, Smitty, I'm, uh, I'm Nav, and I'm calling from the Bay. 
Nav from the Bay. What's up, man? Hey, so, you know, I saw your uh, Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara uh, live stream. And I have Alvin Kamara, and I'm trying to get rid of him. Why do you have Alvin uh, Kamara? I told you not to draft him, bro. No, I know, but I got out at, at like six rounds, so I mean. Six round? Like, you know, why not? Six? Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, at that point, you might as well keep him. But, but like, if you can get rid of him right now to somebody that doesn't know what time it is, and you can get yourself a AETN, you know, or shoot higher, like I, package some stuff together and get Javante. Like that's all. That's what I'm about, bro. Otherwise, you know, I'm not yeah. trading. I'm not trading him for like four, fourth or fifth round value. If you got him in the in round six, he still could start off the season. Right. You could still trade him after week one, week two. You've, you're playing with the house's money at that point. Mm-hmm. And my my thing was, um, if I like package him and like say, uh, say Hollywood Brown for like Mark Andrews or just him for Mark Andrews. Yeah, I, I mean, I would I would do it for Mark Andrews if you have no tight end. Like if you've got a, a Goddard or somebody, then no. But but I mean Andrews I have, uh, Andrews goes in the top twenty five sometimes, so that's not bad value. Okay, yeah, because I have um, T.J. Hawkinson as my tight end. Who are your running backs if you get rid of Kamara? Uh, my running backs will be... My running backs are pretty good. Uh, Bro, it sounds like you're talking about Cup. And Etienne. Najee, Etienne, and who? And uh, Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Yeah, I mean, you could afford yeah. to do that. I, I would go after. Uh, I would go after what you can anywhere in third round ish value. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then but I but was don't also don't considering this. It was a. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say just don't sell them too low. Like you know, assuming the worst because right now we don't have much information other than speculation. It's I think it's educated speculation, but you know you don't want to. Get rid right. of him for a fifth round pick or something when you're playing with the house's money. I don't know how you got him in round yeah. six, but <laughs> yeah, no, my whole league is avoiding him. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Round six, okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, and, Andrews. And then, or I was thinking, uh, I was thinking him and uh, Keenan Allen or Chase. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. That's a lot of value. If Kamara didn't miss any time, that would be a tough trade, even though I love Jamar Chase. So be careful not to trade him as if he's already out for the year. You know, trade him as if he's out for... Trade him as if he's a a late third-round pick or early third-round pick. Don't don't start thinking too far down the road as to your your Mm -hmm. caution and your worry and start trading him on, on the value of your worry. You're trying to trade him ahead so try and get the most out of them you can you know like a Tyreek Hill or something like that like try try doing something that feels second round capable you know otherwise you're you're starting to dip I think pretty 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 into a territory where you're 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 selling them off of the panic and you're not selling them high yeah all right man my whole league is just supporting him but yeah yeah all right man appreciate you later you're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to and where are you calling from? Okay, apparently nowhere. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell people sometimes when they have Camara because 
it's going to be hard getting rid of him, especially now. You know, with the Busby taking this case, there's going to be a little bit of a, a negative feel to it. Like, how are you going to trade him now? No one's everyone's going to be like, oh crap, why is he selling him? Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Diggs went 1.4 in your league. I'm done. I went first wide receiver off the board. Diggs went 1.4. That's high, Matt. How does Diggs go 1.4? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Where are you calling from? Hey, Smitty. It's Baked In Boys, Brandon. Calling oh, from Baked In Boys. What's up, my man? Hey, how are you? Good. I'm good. Uh, you want to talk a little Camara? Yeah, sure. I caught the live, the emergency live stream at the very, very end of it. Um, so if there's a civil case filed right now, isn't that a good reason right now for Roger Goodell to begin an in- independent investigation? Absolutely. That could lead to a suspension today. Like, you know, the NFL always does this. They get, they, they conduct their own investigation regardless of what. Yes, happens. they do. You know. So regardless, he, there may be a plea bargain. There may not be in the criminal case. It doesn't matter. I mean, it matters to Kamara in his real life. But as far as Roger Goodell, he could start tomorrow. He could find that tape that we haven't seen and look at it tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, Ra, Ra, and I don't even yeah. know. If the, I don't even know if the, he'll get access to that tape or not. I don't know if you know the answer to that. I, I imagine he wouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't even. They, they, Goodell gets access to anything. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, theoretically, I guess you could say his attorney could try to do something to block it, but the NFL always gets access to these materials. Yeah. Every time they do their own independent investigation. So, I guess my question would be, we're sitting here with Kamara, and we talked about this yesterday, and I want to clarify this for everybody that, that is trying to uh, trying to use the old, but what if he plays out and he's going to settle in the criminal on the criminal side of this, there's two components. There's a civil lawsuit ab- about to be filed, and with Busby being involved, you know it's going to be filed. A civil lawsuit about to be filed. That's where the money's at. That's where the settlement happens. That's where someone's going after money. That's where someone's getting money. That's where somebody's making this go away with the settlement. On the criminal side, which is an entirely different case, that one can only be pleaded out, and pleading out in a gruesome crime like this is only going to be to avoid jail time. So it's going to be a, a plea that does not look good to the NFL. It's going to be a plea that is very much going to be something where he's going to be suspended or discipline will be handed down because of the plea, because of the plea itself, you know, admitting to the guilt and all that. But there may be some confusion there. A plea is you're going into court and saying I'm guilty. Yeah. Of X, Y, and Z, and a justice. So, I mean, it take, a guilty plea isn't like this little small deal. It's just that it may. It, so, here's the thing: we haven't seen the tape, and his lawyer has. And there's a chance his lawyer is saying, "Well, you know, the smartest thing I can do for you is work on a plea bargain because your likelihood of being found not guilty at a trial is slim." That, that could be what is. We don't know, but that there's a pretty high probability there. Um, so. You know, he's going to be pleading guilty. He's going to go into court and say, hey, I'm guilty of this. And the judge is going to be like, you know, are you sure? You know, are, Has anybody influenced you to say that? You know, are, yeah. you, are you pleading guilty because you are, in fact, guilty of 
whatever this is that he's pleading to, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not like that's why I think the other attorney that you had on there was saying, well, he might plead no contest. That's not the same thing as him going into court and saying, hey, I'm guilty of this. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember um, Tony saying that. That, yeah, I don't that could happen. But what I'm saying is the the civil trial to the um, he. This is now a, so same thing as what they did with Watson. Watson had a hundred civil cases, or not a hundred, but you know, close to a hundred civil cases. Well, he had twenty. Twenty. The NFL conducted an independent investigation and proceeded to do what they were going to do. There, that could that because of that happening, couldn't they do that tomorrow? Couldn't they start that? Process yeah. in the morning. Yeah, t- tough to say. Tough to say what Goodell. I mean, Goodell's certainly going to take action. I think they're waiting. Goodell's definitely always in a position of like, okay, let's not jump the gun. Let's wait. Let's jump when we have to jump. Um, so I think Goodell's going to have to be pushed into doing something. But sponsorship, ad dollars, like all that stuff can influence. You know, Goodell. Um, I think Goodell's probably. Uh, you know, just going to wait and wait and wait until he, he's forced to, to, to make a decision. But like what I wanted to clarify is that there are two legal situations, um, two legal situations where, hey, I got guys, I'm not answering phones right now until I'm done with this call. So if you keep calling in, you're, you're not going to get through. So just let you know, whoever's blasting in here, um, you know, I'm, I'm about to hit that, 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 that block button. I'm, I'll answer in a minute. I appreciate you calling in, but just hang tight for a second. Um, Camara, Camara's probably, what, what are you, what are you thinking in terms of this criminal situation? Like number one, his attorney's obviously trying to go in, 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 in take this thing the distance, but what is this whole talk about the authorities bringing charges on top of it? Is that, how is that different when the authorities are going to bring charges or when his attorney's going to actually try and take this thing to trial? You know what I mean? Um, so what I said may not happen. His attorney might, we, there again, we don't know all of the facts and the evidence. His attorney might be looking to, to take it to trial or Camara may not be willing to accept whatever the plea offer is from the prosecution. He'd rather roll the dice. Yeah. And in which he probably um, would I be think, well, based on what it looks like. He's the attorney right now is playing for time and trying to get Camara on the football field. Right. And Which, what I was saying is he can't go into court and say, hey, my, my client is a football player in his football field, so I want to continue it. That's, that's not a grounds for getting one. Yeah. And on top of that. When it, was, when it was delayed for like a month or whatever it was, that by itself doesn't mean that there won't be a trial in the middle of this year's football season. Right, right. And like I've, said, like I've said from the beginning, if a trial begins at all, with the gruesomeness of this case, the NFL is going to say we'd rather would rather put you on paid leave. We're not punishing you yet. We're going to let it all play out before we hand out punishment or not hand out punishment, make our determination. But you are on paid leave because we can't have you on the field on Sundays and in the court during the week and putting that kind of spotlight on yeah. yourself I mean, and I, the league. I think there's an extremely high likelihood that that's happening. That could happen if Goodell says, hey, I'm going to execute an independent investigation. Yeah. Which, you're not going to play. Which is most certainly going to happen. So I, I don't, you're, you're the caller right before you, I don't think I would take him in the sixth round. I could get <laughs> Joe Burrow in the sixth round. Yeah, well, no, I, I understand. I understand I why get, someone would know, take I that mean, stance. I don't think I would even take him there. I mean. It hurts my heart because, you, know, <laughs> uh, you know, I used to live in New Orleans for a long time, and I'm a big Saints fan. 
And I've always had Alvin Kamara on multiple fantasy teams. You know, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny (laughs) because the the Watson value definitely changed like that. There was a point where people were like, you still got to take Watson here. He's going to get off. And people were kept kept drafting Watson high and high. And eventually one day the person speaking like you that says, I wouldn't even take Kamara round six and people are going to go, ha ha ha, that's crazy. Like eventually that could become the, you, you could be the person laughing at the end of it. If you ended up having a Joe Burrow and they had nobody. So like, I understand it. And, and personally yeah. I, I, I'm avoiding him at all costs because I just find somebody better every time I'm on the clock. I don't ever put myself in a position to say like ETN, Brees Hall, I'd rather have both those guys in round three or four than have Kamara. So Kamara's never going to fall to a place where I'm going to have to take him because the value seems too strong. Um, but again, real quickly to reemphasize, the crim- the criminal charges that the authorities might want to bring are different than the lawsuit that that Busby's going to bring up from a criminal perspective against Kamara. Is that true? Because the way that that reads is that the authorities are still looking into bringing charges against Kamara, that sounds different than the actual criminal case that Busby's going to be taking to Kamara. So like I'm asking for clarification on the criminal side when when you read things like authorities might want to bring charges against him. What does that mean? In, in... Okay, like uh, so I, I didn't hear whatever report you're talking about. Are they talking about maybe there's new evidence or new charges or something else? Like, for example, there might be criminal damage to property if his guys also destroyed okay. parts of the nightclub so on said, top of it, the fact that they beat this guy up. This is from uh, or, NBC Sports right here. It says, currently the authorities in Las Vegas are considering charges against Camara and the other who took part in the brutal beating. The Busby Law Firm is actively collecting information regarding the assault and has asked all witnesses to have information come that have information come forward. It has been reported that the assault was caught on security camera. Camara already faces felony battery charges. So Camara facing felony battery charges is the Busby criminal trial potentially that's going to take place. And the authorities considering charges against Kamara seems like an entirely separate issue. And you're saying maybe that's uh, damage or something along those lines? I don't know. Yeah. So isn't Busby the attorney for the for or the the victim? The, yeah. Sorry. The civil case. The victim in the civil case. Yeah, but I think he's. I don't know if he's if he's trying to defend him on both now, sides. He might, uh, he's probably going to cooperate with the prosecution. Okay. He'll probably help however he can, but. Okay. Those are two separate. So Busby's not even you, you I, I to your knowledge. Busby's okay. He's the attorney for the victim. That guy's in civil attorney in the civil. Case. Okay. G- glad you clarified that because because I wasn't sure if he was actually going to be you know take part in both sides of this, but that makes sense. He he is the he is the civil guy. <laughs> he is the civil guy. Now, uh, and, I mean, I don't know anything about him, but chances are it's a, probably a relatively large law firm since he's getting these high profile athletes yeah or he's getting these uh you know cases against the high profile athletes he may have resources beyond whatever the police have uh you know hey we talked we talked about this before be able to find information that they haven't found i don't know what we talked about this before but if you had to guess right now that busby's involved which is the nfl's worst nightmare like this is the, the worst thing that could happen to the NFL in this situation. Um, what are now the odds in your in your opinion that this video leaks, the full video leaks? 
I thought it was high before. I mean, <laughs> because they just they always do. Somebody in somewhere along the chain. Okay, think about it this way: What if your your suggestion of TMZ gets involved? TMZ might tell some low-level clerk somewhere, "Hey, I'll give you five hundred thousand dollars to give me this video that I can use to make millions." That person's going to take it and they're going to quit their job, <laughs> and they're going to, you know, go on vacation and job search. A month or two later, after that, for something new. And I've talked so it's to going to happen that way, right? And I've talked to so many people that have good authority and knowledge on like the security camera systems and and how this all works at, at a casino or a hotel, um, especially you know in in the cases of of the the actual hotel in question. And I've been told directly from somebody I trust in this in this department in this area that the lockdown of said footage is nowhere near what people think it is in the process of transitioning to the police. Now, maybe the police have a copy that is on lockdown on CD, DVD, uh, or on flash drive that is in lockdown completely, you know, secured at some point, but actually where the, the film originated for weeks and weeks and weeks and potentially months, this footage is not even in a, in a, like a, a highly secure lockdown situation there's no reason to have it that way so the fact that people think that there isn't some footage existing already that somebody's just holding on to that nobody knows that they have it like that's the hilarious part people think that it's on lockdown and it's, it's too secure to, to get to and then you get people that say right. if so it was going to come out it would have already come out not some true security guard some, some guy who's a security guard at a nightclub got his hands on it because he has access to the system and he will quit his job yeah, for for TMZ to give him five hundred grand, he'll quit his job that day. Yeah, <laughs> he has to. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, it could look. Will it? Uh, who knows? But um, I'm sure Roger Goodell will get his hands on it. Yeah, and I think about it this way: Why would you wait if you were Roger Goodell? Why would you wait to do something about this? Why wouldn't you start tomorrow? Yeah. I, I, I think he's he's what? probably wa- probably now, waiting. If you were in his shoes, wouldn't you start tomorrow looking into it? I mean, if you're if you're with the spotlight on, I mean, yeah. predicting Roger Goodell is tough. It's really tough. You think you know him? Like he could come out and in, in, in hand down crazy discipline here, and then you're wondering why why even do it the way that you did it with Deshaun Watson? Kamara getting a bigger sentence than Deshaun Watson sounds about right for Roger Goodell in the NFL. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's par yeah, for the. That's a good point. Watson Watson harmed a hundred women, and he's going to get eleven games. Kamara harmed one guy, and he might be gone all year. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I mean, it only seems it only seems right, uh, but the way Watson or the way the NFL operates. <laughs> um, man, I mean, this is this is crazy, bro. This is crazy. Uh, I I I personally think we're going to see more and more pop up. Just like you know, I don't know if people remember. The Deshaun Watson, um, you know, situation when that seemed unlikely to full unfold the way that it unfolded, it always feels like it's going to be that way, you know. Yeah, it's a crazy situation. I don't, I don't think I would even take him in the sixth round because there's think about it this way: there's players that will probably play the whole season or the bulk of it that might be okay. You know, even if they don't score as many points per game as Camara, but they're there for you if you make the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I mean, ETN, 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 yeah, ET. 
yeah, just just cra- crazy, man. Um, guys, punch that thumb up button. We got 132 likes, 190 to 200 people popping in and out. So please punch that thumb up button. Do you know anything more about the Dalvin Cook situation, or are we we still at a in a place where, um, you don't you, you probably haven't familiarized yourself with that situation? Um, but we, I, so I haven't heard anything about it. Um, I just I hadn't heard that anything was filed. So it seems like probably the the I'm not sure if it's his baby mama or if it's an ex wife. I'm not sure what the case was, how what the relationship was. But I mean, if she's not pressing charges, probably nothing will happen to Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that that could but be the case. Not. I mean, and, and in that in that case, he's jumped on it from the start. He's definitely like you know his his attorneys were good because they they filed something against her before she like had a chance to really make a big scene out of it. And so everybody was like, oh, wait a minute, this happened to him. And so his attorneys did a, a great job of flipping the script. Um, and by I say great job, I don't mean like I'm promoting somebody trying to get get away with something. I'm just saying like in terms of a legal strategy. Well, yep. I so think his attorneys did a good job. Yeah, yeah hey. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, hey, um, uh, w- when more news breaks on this call-in, and and we'll we'll talk about sure. this. Uh, so just dial anytime anytime I'm live talking about it. Just j- jump right in. I got your your number in here, and we'll uh we'll discuss what you what you think and and get your opinion. So I appreciate you coming in coming in and talking about it. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Thanks, Brandon. See you. Okay. Brandon, Bye-bye. that's Brandon baked in boys. Um. What else we got? Dial in if you if you got a question. Call into the show. One of you was trying to get in here the entire time I was talking to him. Just boom, boom, boom. I get it. You you know you don't know how my phone lines work, but let's uh, let's 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 attack your question now. Overcome Dalvin Cook? Not sure. Not sure, bro. No no updates on Dalvin Cook. Hold on, Ron. I'm gonna I'm gonna patch this guy in because he he's he's blowing it up. Uh, what's up? You're live on the fantasy football show. What can I do for you? Hey, man, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, who is this? Hey, uh, I got a question for you on... Uh, who, who, who is this and where are you calling from? Oh, this is Dan. I'm calling from Denver. Okay, Dan, what's up, my man? All right, so uh, this is my bench. I, I, I'm, I'm jammed up on tight end this year. I have Dawson Knox. I'm good everywhere else. Um, but I'm wondering... So my bench is uh, Rogers, Akers, Hall... Brian Robinson, uh, Pickens. Should I pick up a commit to put on the bench just in case and drop, say, Pickens or I guess it would just be Pickens probably. Uh, Who's your tight end? Uh, Dawson Knox. No, I mean, I I I don't know that I'd be dropping anybody for a backup tight end right now. Um, Ron, what do you think? Don't you think like this likely guys out there, like there's probably going to be a lot of tight ends available. I don't think I'm dropping a potential difference maker. I mean, I'd like to have a backup tight end, but at the same time, I'm not dropping big potential players, you know? Yep. Cool, man. Thanks. Hold on, Dan. Uh, we're going to get Ron Navy's opinion. Go Ron. Yeah. Likely is, um, He's moving up the boards fast, but uh, yeah, I, I would. I mean, if you got Knox, um, it's kind of a wash. I mean, picking up Komet and 
you can get likely or somebody like that down lower if you if you have yeah. room for them. Um, if you want to get a second one, I mean, look at I mean, Likely's had two solid um, preseason games, and if they use the two tight end set there in Baltimore, um, which I think they will, um, Likely's a good candidate to pick up. Um, I mean, he's moving up, but you can still get him in like round um, sixteen, seventeen, or eighteen. Yeah. Okay. I, I I wouldn't drop Pickens, man. He seems to have too much value right now. I, I like I like Pickens a lot. I'm not dropping Pickens. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah Take it easy, Dan. Appreciate you. Call anytime. Uh, what's up, Ron? Hey, this whole Camara uh, thing. I wanted to kind of—is it a coincidence that Busby? Is Kamara, or do you think that it's a possibility that Busby is pissed off at Roger Goodell in the NFL and wants to bury them, look, make them look like crap because you know he represented all those women and all that um, that was given uh, to Watson was an 11 game suspension, five million dollar fine. I think Busby's out to make the NFL look like crap and Goodell look like crap. I, I mean, mean, I'm I, sure it's, it's not just Quinn. Yeah, I'm sure it's part of his motive. That, like, that has a, I, I think Busby's pissed off, and he wants to teach the NFL a lesson, saying, hey, listen, this ain't going away, and I'm going to stick it to you. If you don't want to do your job and, 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 and make somebody give out proper punishment, I'm going to make sure that I put, put another guy up in front. So now you got another thing to worry about. I mean, sure. I think it's definitely going to be a motivation for for someone like Busby, but I think he's also capable of just not even bothering him at all. But but I, I would say uh, I would say that this is the worst nightmare for the NFL to have Busby jump in. But yeah. I but but baked in Brandon, attorney that was just on the phone. Um, I, I, he clarified, which was very good because I don't know everything. I, I gather as much information as I can, and then I try and make a. Uh, you know, informed, you know, report and, and show for you guys. But it was nice to hear him clarify that Busby's only handling, from his knowledge, the the, the civil side. So Busby being involved right. is not the criminal side. The criminal side is separate. He may participate and cooperate, but, but he's coming at him from the, the civil side. So if the civil side took, look, like this is where I think people need to understand if the civil side took Deshaun Watson off the field for 11 games, you now have two potential components involved here, the criminal and the civil, that could take Kamara off the field. He has he, two, he has now two lawsuits that could take him off the field because the Deshaun Watson lawsuit took him off the field. That was civil. So now you have two yep. potential lawsuits. The NFL is going to go Kamara. Look. Any one of these trials begins before the season starts. Even the civil one, the the league's going to go. There's too much going on here. You have two different trials about beating a man severely in a in a in a brutal way. With, and if this footage gets released, it's all over for him. It's all over. And, and like baked in you boys, would think they, but go ahead. But how many times do you, the NFL is going to do something and they don't do squat? You know. Yeah, there's that too. It's like a coin flip. It is hard to know. Uh, eat. Hey, I get this question on the daily. I get this question on the daily, Ron. Sorry, there's a little delay. Um, 
Hall or ETN? I get this question about 15 times a day, I, I would say. Who do, who do you like better, Hall or ETN? <laughs> I like them both. They I both, know. That's my answer. They both every bring time. something a bit different, but they're both solid running backs, and they're both, uh, they both can catch the ball. So, I mean, I like, I like ETN right now. I think he's got a better offensive line. Than, than Hall has. Yeah. I, but, I, and, and a better, a way better quarterback. I think you also have way better, an easier time getting both of them because Hall's falling. And, and I think you can, you maybe have to take ETN in the, in the third round. You can maybe get Hall in the fourth round. So my, my advice is always yep. draft with, with the way that you could potentially get the advantage of having both. So, Right now, ETN has those the slight lead because ADP wise commands it, and I think you can get both of them if you play the ADP game right. So I'm going to say ETN for now, but I love Hall, and in a vacuum, I think Hall eventually becomes better than him. It's just a matter of will it take a little bit. Um, I think the Jets still have a top 15 offensive line. People act like that line is trash. It's not trash. They lost. They lost a piece. They filled a piece. Um, it was it was it was about twelve to fifteen before the the injury to Becton, but it's still about twelve to fifteen, in my opinion. But we'll see. I think, I, I think well, there you got to look at it two ways. I think Hall has the more upside of getting more rushing yards than Etn, but I think Etn has the higher upside of getting more passing yards than Hall. Yeah. Is that? Do you agree with? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Etn's a, the thing I love about Etn is people are freaking out about about James Robinson when Etn's literally gonna rush for eight hundred to a thousand yards. Like he, he could have a nine hundred rushing yard season and be having the season of his life because he's gonna have that balance of eight hundred and eight hundred or nine hundred nine hundred, you know, or nine hundred and eight hundred. So there's right. plenty of room right. for James Robinson or Snoop Connor or whoever's running the football. Uh, like we we don't want James. Reese Hall, Hall could have 15, 1,600 yards, and maybe like five hundred yards passing or four hundred yards pass catching. Yeah. Oh, that's how I look at it. Uh, Josh Allen or Andrews, one tight end league. Um, because Burrow can be had in round six, I, I'd say Andrews. But I mean, I love Josh Allen. Uh, I I think Josh Allen's phenomenal. But if you're talking about pre-draft, I mean, the advantage of having Andrews and then Burrow later far outweighs getting Josh Allen and then taking a tight end later. So that would be my my stance there. Uh, appreciate all the super chats overcome. Dalvin Cook, we don't have any updated information on his potential off-the-field situation. It could go away. And Overcome's got one more. He says, Gibby is going to reclaim his throne. Um, Soupy, appreciate you. I don't know about Gibby reclaiming his throne right away, but I will say that Gibby is certainly, if you can turn your brain off and reboot your brain and turn it back on like a computer and relook at Gibby, he's now becoming a value. <laughs> so Ron, I'm glad I have you on here. He he is becoming one of the better handcuffs in the league. Like at some point, Ron, if you were to reboot, because I know you're, you're anti-Gibby and I don't blame you, and Gibby's falling every day. Brian Robinson's now the starter. But at what point do you say to yourself, okay, I'm looking at Madison a certain way. I'm looking at uh, these backup running backs a certain way. 
Gibson's a pretty good backup running back. I don't trust them. I, I mean, I just don't trust them. I mean, there's a lot of other running backs out there. I mean, look at even at Gibby, you can get yourself a, a RB, a, a rookie RB one for the price of Gibby. That that is, you're going to use as a handcuff. You can get a Pierce on your. Team but what if he goes later? Other than Gibby, what if he goes later than Pierce? Though, like we're talking like another round or two later, like when Gibby becomes the handcuff officially. Do do you get back in yeah, when? I think well, people are keeping, people are optimistic in his ADP. I don't think it's going to drop. You might be right. Long. I don't think you're going to see where where their ADPs reverse. You might be right. I think Robinson's still going to, huh? You might be right. If if Robinson Robinson has to overtake him, but I don't think Gibby's going to drop below a certain point. And I think um, somebody like Pierce or one of those running backs. That uh, a Walker or a Pierce or, or one of those would be more valuable to me than Gibby as a handcuff. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather that's my opinion. I'd rather a Pierce than Gibby, but I think once you get past that round, and I do believe Gibby, you could be right, but I do believe Gibby will fall later and later and later. Like when you take him on on uh, in a sleeper mock draft and you take him around eight, you get a wow, <laughs> you know. So like he he's falling quickly. And I I think if you're talking about when Pierce is gone, when you're talking about when Brian Robinson's gone, and they do switch, and I do think they will, but it might be the last week a week of football because people have been very uh, uh, you know slow to to the you know slow to this situation. I think once he becomes like nine round value, I'm I'm in. I'll take Gibson all day long in the ninth round. Because, I mean, if he gets in there, he could be a top 10 running back. I I just think, you know, he maybe he maybe him climbing from the bottom will be good. Maybe that's going to make him not looking over his shoulder. Maybe it's going to make him hungry. Maybe it's going to make him want to come up and grab the job. But I will say this. I want Brian Robinson over Gibby. And and and, and I like kind of like the handcuff. I kind of like the handcuff if you're getting both of them after round eight. You know, round eight and round ten, or round nine and round ten, like that's a pretty good running back yeah. three. You know what I mean? Like, B. Robinson's not climbing it, higher than like eight or nine. It's hard to let go of somebody that you like, and 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 you said it before, Smitty, where you know you can't live on last year's performances, and if Gibby is just like doing um, what he's doing right now. You can't just draft him thinking that he's going to return to what he did previously. That's the same with a lot of these players. Yeah, I but mean, t- we all make that mistake of going after what they did the previous year, and that doesn't necessarily mean that we're getting that this year. But but is round nine, ten really expecting anything from last year? I think that's a totally new look. Is what I'm trying to say. Like if you could turn your brain yeah. off and reboot well, it, and recalibrate. It's like nine, ten is great value for Gibby. And and if he if he does, yeah, but I'm getting I'm getting Walker, I'm getting Walker there. Well, I guess it depends on what. Round. I guess it depends on what players so, we're talking so about. I'm, yeah, I'm taking Walker instead. You know, all day long, uh, for me. Now, I mean, you know, those that that believe like yourself, you believe in Gibby. Hey, to a degree. I'm not going to say, hey, you're wrong. To a degree. You know, you take that. Yeah, you I'm, take that chance. Yeah, you know, that's. That's a, just like I'm taking a chance on Henry. You don't like Henry, right? Yeah. But I'm taking a chance on him because I believe in him. 
where you don't you think something could happen to him this year, and I and I believe in him. It's the same type of thing, you know. I mean, yeah, but I I, I believe just, in Gibby. I don't believe I like I don't want I, look. I'm fading Gibby. I have a multiple multiple. We got to fade Gibby videos. Like when he was a fourth and fifth rounder, I came out with a emergency live stream and said, "Time to fade him. We're not taking him in the third, fourth round anymore. We're not taking him in the fourth or fifth round anymore." Then he fell to round seven and was like, mm, "Maybe we're back in." Then now he's falling around nine, ten, and I'm like, mm, maybe I'm back in. Like Gibby, Gibby's a decent bet after Walker and Pierce are off the board. So like you're right to a degree, I'm still taking other players ahead of them that are around that area. But but in a nutshell, I mean, I, I'm just saying, give him a look if he's sitting there around nine or ten, and you're like, I don't know who to take here, and you're taking other backups like, you know, Madison and you know, wide receiver fours and fives. Like, Gibson's not a bad pick, especially if you do cuff B-Rob and Gibson together, which is what I'm saying. Like, let's say you botch running back two drafting and you have a horrible running back two situation. You literally could come in last second and get B-Rob and Gibby as your running back two if you screwed up and now you've got a pretty decent running back two situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like Gibby's got value in, in that lens. I would I would rather take the value of Jalen Warren as backing up Najee than I would Gibby backing up Robinson. I mean that's me. Yeah. And yeah, maybe a little biased, but a little bit. But I'm looking at how Warren's performed in his pass catching, and 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 they've already named him. That was pretty quick for them to name him. I like Warren. Know. Warren looks good. So, so I take Warren. The value of Warren. And, and the upside of him is a lot better than getting Gibby as a handcuff to Robinson. I can get somebody else where I've had to pick up Gibby, and I can get Warren in the 17th, 18th round. Yep. And, and I know he's already backing up Najee. So, I don't know. That's me. But, hey, what about um, – have you have you uh, uh, noticed McClutchin for the Rams lately? Have you Have you noticed him? Not too much. Speak to it. He had he had in, in the first preseason he had eighty four yards, two touchdowns. The second preseason game he had ninety four yards. He is like blowing it up over there on the Rams, and he's under radar right now. And um, you know he could he could I think he's going to make that team, and he they could use him, you know, as a as a as a third receiver. You know you know it's going to be Cup, and it's going to be. Robinson, but McCutcheon's been balling out. He's somebody to watch. He's a player to watch. Okay, that's good. Off everybody's radar. Good name, good name, Ron. Ron sees the deep stuff because he does a lot of best ball. So he's trying trying to find those gems, yep, especially in deep ball. He, he's he's a player that you can get in best ball that that would be um, make your team unique. Mm-hmm. Take a chance on him if you have the room. You know, uh, but but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't. Um, I would wait till they make their cuts and, and you know, but he, he's been balling it out. So what, you know, um, keep an eye on him. McClutchin, McClutchin's his name. All righty, Ron. He's undrafted. He played for, he played for Montana. You heard it here from, from Ron <laughs> Navy digging deep. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate you, my man. All right. Take it easy, Smitty. Yep. Appreciate you. Ron Navy, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, this one's from Kenny. 
Hey, Smitty, is Bateman going to break out or what? Short and to the point. I like it. And Jim's question. Hey, Smitty. This coming Friday, I have a 12-team redraft. The Swift Javante. Okay, I already got that one. So, Bateman, I, you know, I'm not a huge Bateman guy. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm I'm calling him a bust. It doesn't mean that I, I think it's not possible to change my mind. Uh, Bateman most certainly can prove himself to me. Um, I uh, would have stashed Taysom Hill. Thank you for the super chat, Saeed. Uh, yeah, as a as a especially in best ball as a, a second or third tight end, I really do like him in best ball because they can't mess with his tight end value. If he comes in as the quarterback and starts throwing touchdown passes, and he's your tight end, and you you're you have the ability through best ball to have your optimal lineup set, that could be a pretty pretty good move in best ball. So I do love Taysom Hill in best ball as a backup tight end. Uh, thank you for the the ch- super chats overcome. Uh, Bateman, I'm, I'm, I'm just 500 yards and a touchdown. That's his resume. And I know everybody wants to talk about conversion stats, this conversion stats, that he's, his metrics look good. They can only look so good off 500 yards. You know, their samples are very small. And I don't think Bateman, I don't think Bateman has this like win a league potential. I think he's a good player. I think he could carve out a decent role, but I worry about Lamar. I worry about him gaining 18 pounds. I worry about the offense taking away the number one wide receiver option. I worry about the offense wanting to run the ball more. I worry about the offense having an all-ACL running back crew and wanting to run the ball more. And I worry about Lamar Jackson staying healthy when he's pretty much disappointed or crapped the bed two years in a row. And if you if you believe Lamar hasn't crapped the bed two years in a row and you want to come in here and defend him, the phone lines are open. I'd be happy to discuss why Lamar has busted on you two years in a row. And he's gaining 18 pounds. I don't like the idea of gaining 18 pounds. You can say till you're blue in the face. He's going to absorb hits better. But he's carrying around 18 pounds on the regular. Running around with 18 pounds. Hitting the ground harder with 18 pounds. More force every time that guy crashes into the ground. Absorbing hits upright, maybe. There's pros and cons to gaining 18 pounds. But he's not used to playing at 18 pounds. That is going to add a lot of potential injury risk to a guy that already has a ton of injury risk. So I'm not like sold on Bateman, the Ravens, or Lamar this year. And it doesn't mean I can't change my mind. But that's how I feel about it currently. Um, Voicemail group number two. We might have to clean house in voicemail group number two. We don't have a single voice message today. So we might have to, no offense, but you can get your spot back, but I might just clear it out and, and get new people in there. Cause that, that, what are we doing there? What are we doing there? And the gra- graveyard chat, we need some more voice mes- messages from the graveyard crew. Um, I'll close that out. Looks like we're done with the voicemails. Swagger, uh, rock has got one. The fantasy football show. Oh, get the knowledge and get the tips and get the picks that you got to need. Dominate your lead on the fantasy football show. Hit up the fantasy football show. Get your picks and get the tricks that you need to know. And get the knowledge so you dominate your lead. Hit up the fantasy football show. I mean, how do you drop a better voice message than that one? Thank you, Rockout. I appreciate that, that beautiful number that you just, bes- just uh, bestowed upon us. Uh, overcome. Godwin, Yahoo, ADP, 10th round. Will it change? Uh, yeah, I think I could climb. I'm not super high on him. Coming back from an ACL tear, but 10th seems good. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Steven, what's up, man? 
what's going on, Spinny? Uh, question for you, man. Yep. Um, what do you think about uh, taking like uh, later in like the later rounds, like uh, if he's around, depending on how where he's at, about taking like uh, a flyer on Chris Godwin? Uh, is that somebody a player that you, that you're uh, looking at? Because I know there's been like a lot of like injured players that are, that like there's like reports that they may be coming back and they're they're like uh, falling down like dra- uh, draft boards and whatnot. Yeah, I mean Godwin's okay. Um, tenth round is what what overcome just said on the screen here. He dropped a super chat. Godwin Yahoo ADP tenth round. Nothing wrong with tenth round value for for Godwin. He was going around four and five and six early in the offseason, and I'm like scratching my head, like, what are you guys doing? He's coming back from an ACL tear. He's an injury prone player coming back from an ACL tear. Have we learned nothing about ACL recoveries? Uh, you know, Cooper Cup had one, came back and had a pretty strong first year back. They can happen for wide receivers more so more so than running backs. Running backs, you pretty much have like a a, a bad year that first year back. You're not going to have an Adrian Peterson type season. But, um, you know, it just depends on are there better options, man. Give me St. Brown all day. Give me Elijah Moore all day. And that's traditionally where Godwin is going, which is why I don't own him. Okay. And... Um, I know, like, before, like, you've been on, like, C.D. Lamb. Are you still on him? Like, does it depend on, like, where, if, if you fall, if you fall or anything like that? Is it, like, a certain value that, that uh, is good for him? Or is there just other guys that, where he's going that you think that there's, like, other guys that have better upside? Space Moon uh, He's a space, he's a moon man for a reason. He's on the moon man list, pal. Yeah, he, uh, he's on his way, bro. He's, okay. He already landed on the moon. He's He's pitching his tent. He's building, you know, building from the ground up on the the moon moon community. Might even be a Martian on the on, on the Mars man. Who knows? He's on a shuttle. To oh, Mars. there he is! What do you know? He's on his way to Mars. He took a trip from the moon to the Mars shuttle. This guy's gonna become a Martian, bro. Space. So if there's a chance, like like, uh, I remember I talked to you about one of my drafts. I have like the one the one seven. If, if there's a chance. I'm like in the, like that second round if he's there. Would you like doing like a a wide receiver stack? Like if, if for instance, if like Chase or like uh, Jefferson like fall, and maybe on the way back, maybe there's like Diggs or like if if like uh, C.D. Lamb's there, you're, are you okay with with pairing those guys up? But then just taking the chances like what you've been talking about, like with uh, you know like E.T.N. and like Brees Hall, in like the third or fourth round, if. If you're building your foundation with just those two guys, I mean, I, I'm okay with it. But, but like, is Javante there or Swift at that other, at that second round pick? I'd rather have that player. Um, Jamar Chase, okay. I'm taking. If Jamar Chase falls, I'm taking him. But, 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 give me Javante and Jamar Chase or Javante and uh, Swift. You know for sure. And then, uh, okay, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Give me Chase and Javante or Chase and Swift. But I, I wouldn't let Javante fall past me over over going Lamb. Okay. But like if you're sitting there between like Barkley and running backs like that or Aaron Jones or no, I'll take Lamb. I'll take Lamb and I'll figure out what All I right. gotta do in the running back spots below. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks, man. Hey, no, um, can I ask? Uh, I'm gonna hang up because so, I want somebody else to talk. But um, Russell Wilson, I know that you've been big on like Joe Burrow. It, uh, are you like? Uh, Big on like him too, because he's going. I think he's going at like eight or nine, or is he, you just rather take like Aaron Rodgers, like Tom Brady, like those guys over him. I like them all, man. I like them all. I, I, I you know, I, I think Burrow stands out, Hurt stands out, Trey Lance stands out. But once you get past that, I could get behind Wilson, Dak, 
Um, they're all they're all very close for me. Aaron Rodgers, Brady, they're all pretty close. I probably if I had to lean, I would say of those names, give me give me Dak maybe. I, I like A Rod, but I just don't know what to expect. Um, Stafford's got okay. the elbow, you know, so like Dak feels safest of that crew. But I'm get I'm taking Hurts, then I'm taking Burrow ahead of all those guys. Okay, well, just in case, like, I mean, I don't know if I'll be able, like, in case if for some reason, like, I don't, I can't, like, get those guys. Like, I just, like, as long as it's been approved of that to take, like, Russell Wilson, then I'm definitely okay with that. I don't want to, like, grab somebody that, that's, like, a fader or anything like no, that. No, Wilson's got a lot of upside, man. He could be sneaky. Okay. All right, man. Hey, well, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks for all the advice. Yeah, later, Steven. Appreciate you. Three Discord questions. Okay, Terry, I'm on my way. On my way, Terry. Here we go. Smitty, Cable asks, 12-team redraft, non-PPR. At 1.8, I'm taking Javante Williams over Harris Swift, Chase Jefferson, when I'm sure Javante won't be there at 2.5. You're sure Javante won't be there? How are you sure? I, I I would say I would say you're you're taking Javante too early when you have all of those those players available like Jamar Chase. I go Jamar Chase and I try and get him at two point five. I think Javante could probably fall. I think Javante could probably fall. Um, so I don't know if I'm making that move to be honest with you. And I love Javante. I think I'm I'm taking the chance. Uh, who do you keep? Um. Terry says, who do you keep, Najee in a first or Mixon in the second? Um, Najee in the first. I keep Najee in the first. Mixon's going in the second. Najee's going in the first. So you're getting real, no real advantage, you know. And and if you don't keep Najee, you're going to be able to draft someone like Najee, right? And you're going to keep Mixon. If you don't keep Mixon, you're going to be able to draft someone like Mixon in the second round anyway. So I keep Najee. I keep the more secure running back. I like Najee Harris. Ron says, where are the voicemails at? Appreciate you, Ron, with the super chat. Um, and then Ricky's question about... Smitty, Harris, with... Oh, yeah. So I answered that one. Here's the second one. C- Cable also asks, one more 12-9 redraft. You'd rather start your draft Javante Williams, Swift, or Javante Williams and Lamb? Uh, Javante and Swift, but they're very close, and I love both of them. I'd rather start Jamar Chase and Javante, though, to clear that up, because that was kind of on the cards, I think, before. Um, last one from the Discord. Smitty, B-Man also ask, pick one group of wide receivers to build an auction team. Thinking these would be similarly priced. One, AJ Brown, DK, Metcalf. AJ Brown, DK. Mike Williams, Ch- Chase, St. Brown, uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, C- uh, CD Lamb, St. Brown, DK. I don't really understand that question. There's a lot of names that were thrown out. Um, if I'm ranking those guys. Build and priced. One, AJ Brown, DK, Metcalf, Mike Williams. So, uh, so far... A.J. Brown, D.K., Mike Williams in that order. Chase, St. Brown. Chase above them. Brandon Ayuk. 
I don't understand the question because you're saying they're very close in value, but I don't understand who's being grouped together and which one. So I'll have to look at the Discord. Uh, Terry, if you could leave that, or if that one's on the Discord, I'll go try and answer that one later. But I don't I don't get the way that it's being asked. Um, but appreciate you, Terry. Terry's the man taking care of business. Thank you, Terry. <sighs> what else we got? We got a super chat from Matt. Matt dropping a, a, a $5 hauler. Matt, appreciate you. Good buddy. Matt says, uh, 10 team league, Kyler, Cook, Swift, Keenan Allen, AJ Brown, Waller, Lazard, Bench, Dylan, Stevenson, Cousins, Burks. Uh, should I make a trade? So 10 teamer, Kyler, Cook, Swift, Keenan Allen, AJ Brown. It's a good team. It's very, like, very well rounded. Um, not a huge Cook fan myself. Um, but like, what are you going to do? How are you going to trade him at this point? I don't know. I don't know that it's going to be easy to trade him. Make sure you have Madison. I don't see Madison on your list. And I know some people are going to say Madison may not be the cuff anymore. Well, if he's not the cuff anymore and it goes to, to, to the Chandler kid or whatever, then, then you, you move on and you grab him and you cuff him. But until then you need to have the cuff for Dalvin Cook. He's got the shoulder issues and. Um, I just wonder who was there. Javante were there. Should have taken Javante and Swift. Uh, try and trade Cook for Javante. You know, get a little more because Cook's got higher ADP apparently. So that's what I'm doing. That's how I'm rolling. Uh, Jake says King Henry. Jake and, and Jake loves King Henry. Ron loves King Henry. Guys, trust your gut. Don't worry about what I say. If you feel like D Henry is going to blow up, take Derrick Henry. Trust your gut. Mike Williams over DK. Hazelnut, I could understand that, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. But I think they're both fifth round talents. Mike Williams is going way too early. It's not that I'm out on Mike Williams. You'll never hear me say I'm out. I'm fading him. I'm just going to continue to tell people I take him at round five or late round four. DK late round four, early round five. They're both about the same range for me. So I, I like DK. I like DK. Um, I like DK a little more. I think DK is going to survive. I think people are going to be really surprised at how well DK could do in a situation, but you never know. Maybe a situation will be garbage. Um, can you explain why you like DK? Well, I think DK is probably the most capable wide receiver in the NFL to get a jump ball pass. I think Geno Smith, once Geno Smith gets you know full command, and we'll see what happens there, but... But, I mean, they have good rapport. They have good rapport. DK Metcalf is built to survive a, a bad situation more than like a McLaurin is. We've seen McLaurin be hampered by not having proper you know, ball placement in a quarterback that can facilitate the football and move the chains. DK Metcalf can go get a, a jump ball with anybody, and I think he'll do fairly well. Maybe he'll have less yardage. Maybe not. Maybe he'll have less touchdowns. Maybe not. But I think even though his, his, he's better off with Russell Wilson... He is one of those wide receivers that at fifth round value, he's already got that baked in. That risk is all baked in. Everything everybody hates about DK Metcalf is already baked into fifth round value because if it wasn't baked in, he'd be a second to third round turn player. He'd be a top of round three player. You're getting DK in five, sometimes round six. There's nothing but upside for DK. The risk is minimal, very minimal at fifth round value. It's so low, it's crazy. Zinski... Says Herbert, Big Mike, uh, Keenan Allen, is that a is that is that too rich of a stack? It's it's so that's a good question, and I like the way you ask it because a lot of people just think that you can just stack anything and not have ramifications. But 
um, when you stack uh, uh, players, you know, you're talking about uh, round one, uh, round four for Herbert, round three for Keenan Allen, and what? Where you get? Where are you gonna get? Where are you gonna get Mike Williams? You can't get him around two. You can't really get him around five. So it's hard to stack that if you're in an auction, maybe. But that is a lot of talent tied up in one player. But at least you have your round one and your round two values to carry you if, let's say, the Chargers have a bad game. So I don't think it's too rich, no, but I think it's pretty hard to acquire. I don't know how easy it is to acquire that stack. Uh, Mark Cleveland says, I want to target Eli Mitchell in the round, in round five or six. I like him there. Make sure you cuff him to Ty Davis Price and maybe even Jordan Mason. And if you can't do both backups, make sure you get Ty Davis Price and, and understand the risk. Small bench leagues are hard. It's harder to own Eli because I feel like Eli Mitchell needs to be cuffed to both running backs right now. Because you're guaranteed. If you cuff him to both running backs, you're guaranteed top 12 running back numbers. You know? So that's why I cuff him. Both of them. Two. Mitchell, or I, I almost sometimes don't go near him if I don't have the bench for that. So he's kind of like a strategic play in, in medium to large size leagues. What about Najee Fryermuth stack? Nothing wrong with that. Fryermuth costs you nothing. So it's never it's never bad to stack players when you got spread out draft capital. The Gino DK stack. I don't know about that, but I think uh, but Michael's kidding anyway. <laughs> but it's, yeah. Or the Drew Locke. DK stack, baby. <laughs> uh, it's auction draft. That stack should... What what stack should I attack? Um, Burrow and Chase. Burrow and Chase. Stack that and uh, and then go after like a Javante. And I love the idea in a in a auction draft getting Burrow. Get Burrow late. Don't call these guys out. Let other people call them out. If you call them out, you're going to ruin their value. They're going to go for a ton of money. Call out other players. Get money spent, and then let Burrow come naturally off the board at fifteen bucks, fourteen bucks. Let Chase go off the board probably pretty high, but you're gonna you're gonna be able to get him hopefully lower than JJ and and maybe one other wide receiver, uh, Cooper Cup, and then grab Javante when people have money spent and you're and people are a little skeptical of paying first round dollar value equivalent. You'll be paying second round dollar value equivalent. We are. Out of here today. Appreciate everybody who joined me. We're gonna start calling this at. We're we're going a lot. We're going way over. Um, and I'm gonna start. I think capping at about an hour to an hour and a half on this show, just because during the season we're gonna do more videos than ever. So I want to make sure your boy Smitty's rested up for the evening shows and such. Rock out dropping one in says, "Let's get in shape this season." Yeah, I need to get back into shape. Let's start today. What is today? Today is uh, 23rd, so one month from today, September 23rd, mark it down, I should even put it at the top corner, one month from today, rock out, we will be ripped. I've been lifting, I've been doing push-ups and running, but I haven't done it religiously like I should be doing, and I always have to reset, I always fail at hitting a goal of working out because I'm so busy, but let's try doing it, let's try doing that, let's all, let's all take this little journey together, and, uh, and, uh, here are all my socials if you guys need them. Um, the Fantasy Football Show. The Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Dynasty Fantasy Football on YouTube. YouTube.com slash. We need to get back to daily videos on that as well. Probably won't today, but definitely maybe tonight. <laughs>
live every Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Live whenever news breaks. And then we usually go live most every night. Not Mondays and Wednesdays traditionally, but most every night. That means we'll be live at some point tonight. We'll try and mock draft. I know everybody wants to mock draft. I'll try my very hardest to mock draft. If not, it'll be a Q&A. But appreciate every single one of you. You guys rock. I work for you. I'll be back. Uh, Mac with a super chat says, thanks. I thank you, Mac. I thank you. See you all potentially, probably, most definitely tonight for some sort of live stream. And uh, I'll catch you later. Thank you, J-Mac. Peace out for now. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it.